Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, welcome to week uh, 13. Uh, it's a question mark. Yeah, week 14. Week 14, my man. Week 14, three weeks before Christmas. Um, let me tell you what, man. I'll tell you a couple of teams that did not get Christmas presents this late in the season. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Pittsburgh Steelers lost both their starting quarterbacks to ankle injuries over the uh, the last week. Um, Ramondre Stevenson was lost to a drop tackle. Uh, Trevor, I think at this point we can officially declare the NFL's injury issues recently as a uh, pandemic or a panorama or Pandora. What are the kids calling it these days? <laughs> I, I do not know what the kids call it, but uh, it's a situation, that's for sure. Why do you think it is? What's, uh, we've already touched on it, but what do, you, what do, you, is it, do you think it's the conditioning or what, what, do you, what is it? Because we've never seen anything like this before. I mean, this is a kind of a lost season to some degree. No, it, injuries that are going it, on. it really is. Um, it feels like know, it is, at least. I don't know. It is. Honor, honorable mention to Tua for protecting himself so much better than he did last year because uh, he might be the only one left by the end. Um, no, that's not true. But, but yeah, it, it, you know, it's uh, – yeah, it's something. Yeah, it makes sense to want to look for an answer to your question, um, but it, it could always it, it could be a statistical anomaly. Um, it could just be a terrible year for it, but it certainly doesn't feel that way. Um, I mean, it's bad. There's so many quarterbacks, and it's not like it all happened at once. It's all year long right now that we're seeing these you know, season ending injuries. And I don't mean season ending for the player. I mean, the Jaguars season is over and they're probably going to make the play. They could even make the playoffs, but they're done. They're not, they're not going to be able to make a run without their starting quarterback. Very few teams could, uh, very few teams are built to just be successful with, uh, Mr. Irrelevant at the end of the season. And then, you know, even, you know, I'm referring to last year's playoffs for the 49ers, even that didn't, uh, you know, ended in injury. So, uh, something, something's up. Um, Derek Henry too. Derek Henry's out. That officially ends, um, the Titans possibilities of going nine and eight, you know, rallying five wins straight, um, which was unlikely anyway, but Derek Henry also hurt. Um, you think Jacksonville season's over? Because he's the only off for like three weeks, three or four weeks. Trevor Lawrence at the oh, most. If, if 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 Lawrence comes I back, if he comes back, there's a chance. I thought he was done for the year. Um, no, it's just said, there's so uh, many that it's hard yeah. to keep up with. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, I think they said three weeks, right? It's a high ankle sprain. Um, didn't, doesn't require the tightrope surgery. Um, if you're familiar with that, they just put two little. Like rip ropes, basically, you screw two holes in your ankle, put two ropes through it, and kind of tie it together. Tight rope, that's hence the name. Um, yes, uh, I am a proficient in orthopedic surgery, specifically with the, the ankles. Uh, uh, uh. Um, it's uh, dude, it's crazy, Dan. Deshaun Watson. I mean, you could you can point to several football teams uh, this year in the NFL and say, well, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has an easier path to the playoffs in the AFC. <laughs> I mean, it's about as easy as it's ever going to get for him, ever. Yeah, ever I mean, it's, it, there's, I mean, there, there's a time when like you don't have enough fingers 
to list all the possible contenders in the AFC, but it's really coming down to the Chiefs, uh, the Dolphins, and the Ravens uh, off the top of my head here. Um, because so many teams are depleted or without their stars. Uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, it it feels more... Uh, how do I say this? There, I feel like there's more of an asterisk this season than there was during COVID in terms of this is unusual. Uh, teams are you know, just so many teams are not themselves at this point in the season. And uh, it uh, looks bad. Yeah, without question. Um, it's, it's, it is pretty wild, man. I, I mean, it, it, it makes me wonder like, you know, how can you even enjoy some of these games? But then, you know, it's interesting. You got a team like Indianapolis that's seven and five, just by not having Anthony Richardson. And I think a lot of people don't even, I, honestly, I, I didn't even really recall Anthony Richardson got hurt. And I was like, wait, we don't even have one of the best young quarterbacks in the league right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's done. He only lasted like four games, you know? Yeah. That and, was, that was uh, one of the earlier ones. <laughs> right. Um, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. And then you got a team like New York, Aaron Rodgers activated his practice window, might be playing next week. You know, the, uh, the airways about to pop off with Aaron Rodgers drama. Can't wait. You know, we love it on this show. Trevor doesn't like it. I will <laughs> let me tell you, it is a hot source of, uh, of content. I, I can't hate it, man. I can't hate, I can't hate Aaron Rodgers. I just can't only because his con- the content he drives is so juicy. You know, <laughs> you just you can't get anything better. Um, you know, let me ask you this. It, it, I don't, and look, this is a hard thing to say, but um, well, let's look at something. Let's look at a contender like uh, Philadelphia, for example. Jalen Hurts got hurt last week. Um, was out. Of, what he left for a drive, right? Did he not play for a drive in that game? I think so. Yeah. So what if Jalen Hurts? were to miss significant time or was injured and they couldn't do, uh, let's say, like the the tush-push, for example, or any of the other sorts of things he does with that offense, um, what would change? How, how do you come back from an injury like that, man? Well, I mean, yeah. are you, are you asking about how does Jalen come back or how do the Eagles come back? No, how, I mean, how do the Eagles like sort of adjust given that he's basically like – a main focal point of that offense because of the things he can do with his legs, you know, and then he can push the pile like two or three yards <laughs> right, right. at any given moment, you know, they could basically get a first down if they wanted to with it probably. But um, yeah, I mean, what uh, it, it's possible none of these hurt and they're going to keep running the same offense. When, what do you do if he doesn't make it all year? I mean, I expect my team has got the backup quarterback, uh, you know, learning the way the first team is 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 used to doing things to an extent. There's always going to be some adjustments, um, but that's where I've always felt like those are the best backup quarterbacks as a, as a guy who can at least imitate the uh, the first string quarterback style of play. Uh, because you're 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 in a pretty tough spot if your backup can't you know go to the same playbook. Right, right. Marcus Mariota. You trust him to run that offense, Marcus Mariota? I don't trust Marcus Mariota to park my car. 
Um, well, there you go. <laughs> All right. There you have it. Uh, Marcus Mariota, despite him being in a Netflix series, um, is not allowed to park a car. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, yeah, you know, it's just interesting. I, I only throw it out there sort of hypothetically because it's, you know, it's possible, man. I mean, Jalen Hurts, like I said, his style of play, that offense, I mean, we – all, all it takes is one roll-up, and it, and it happens. Literally, it happened right in front of our eyes against San Francisco. Uh, who's, some people claim to be a dirty team. I'm not one of those, but that's the truth. So, anyway. You know what, Trevor? Uh, you know what's something I find pretty clean? What's that? Well, you know, something that um, is easy to make. Uh, as far as I know, it only requires, uh, like, time, a little bit of whisking. And some, uh, well, some, some elbow grease in, its fir- in, the, in the form of clean drippings from some wonderful picks uh, out of the waiver wire this week. Do you know what that substance is? Uh, is it baklava? Uh, well, it could be. It could be in your household, Trevor. I don't know <laughs> where you live but, uh, or what, <laughs> what, uh, what drippings you're following. But uh, no, sir, it is, it's not baklava, although, it, you know, the... <clears throat> Who doesn't love some good baklava? Some nice sticky baklava made with uh, that that wonderful phyllo bread, right? You make it with phyllo bread. It's good right. stuff. Um, yeah, no man, I'm talking about the waiver wire and the gravy of the NFL fantasy football week 14 season ending week 14 uh, on our way to the playoffs. This is the last week, or it should be, of your. Uh, not your daily fantasy, but your overall fantasy football season. This is the time to make sure you really get a nice like pickup this week because everybody's going gung ho for the playoffs. Maybe you're seven and six and you're on like the the tail end of possibly making it in a twelve team league. Uh, maybe you're twelve and two and you're doing well. I want to know who, who's, if you're out there and you're thirteen and zero. I got to see the roster. You know. I got to see right. who you're playing against. There's no way this season you're 13 0 given the amount of quarterback injuries. So, with all that being said, without further ado, I'm going to go to Jake Browning, quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. He comes in at uh, the 22% roster in Yahoo and Fantasy Leagues. Four touchdowns in the year 32 of 37 last week, 354 and a touchdown. No picks, 22 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Um, schedule gets a little, a little harder. Against the Colts this week, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs. However, um, got Jamar Chase, you got T. Higgins, you guys got you got what Samaj P. Ryan, you got Joe Mixon. Samaj P. Ryan is in Cincinnati, right? No, he's not. He's in Denver. Um, Joe <laughs> Mixon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you got Irv Smith Jr. They got dude, they got weapons and they don't even know what to do with all of them. Um like low end starter, probably in like a two quarterback league, super flex, something like that. But I, I don't hate the matchup against Indy this week. I think people overrate Indy's defense. I think it, it, it's it's aggressive. It's great that they've played teams like, I mean, you know, like New England. They've had a pretty easy schedule as far as like going against offense is concerned. They might have played the Giants this year, too. I think it's kind of skewed in one direction. So uh, I like the Forrest Buckner, but I'm not a big fan of that defense. And I think Jake Browning could have another good day, man. Looking looking good out there. Looking good out there. Rolling on to the running backs. Um well, I was going to say Ezekiel Elliott, he's playing right now, although he's rostered in 62% of leagues. Could be available in yours, so keep an eye on him. I won't go too much into it as they're playing as we record. Um, we're going to go to 
Kenneth Gainwell, uh, running back from Philadelphia Eagles, going against Dallas this week. Seventh in FPA is Dallas. Once again, I think it's another uh, – you know, I like Dallas' defense, dude. A little overrated for me, though. A little overrated. Uh, ball hawks across the board. Duran Bland, you know, kind of in that Trayvon Diggs role. you got Stephon Gilmore kind of on the back nine of his career. Not great safety play. No Leighton Vander Esch. Um, I like everybody likes Michael Parsons. They got the the kid from Purdue. I think that's the rookie up front. He's played really well. However, DeAndre Swift banged up last week in San Francisco. Um, <clears throat> was that other? Was the other kid Boston Scott? Right? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like I'm from New England, but I don't know much about Boston. So I'll go with Kenneth Gainwell. Um, 35% of the league's rostered in. 7th in FBA Dallas, like I mentioned before. Uh, two touchdowns on the ground this year. 23 catches in the air. I think he's got a lot of PPR potential. So keep an eye on him uh, as your flex. Maybe this week might get you about 15 points in a PPR league like that. Going at the receiver position, let's pick Elijah Moore at Jacksonville or against Jacksonville for Cleveland. 7th in FBA is Jacksonville against receivers. 36% of the leagues he's rostered in. Um, yeah, I mean, look, uh, Mari Cooper's banged up, getting a little older, a little long in the tooth. It's December. You're, you'll have some bath, pass catchers that get, kind of get hot at the end of the year. I think Elijah Moore is going to be one of them. Um, could easily be a number two, number three fantasy option for you. Don't care if, if uh, Joe Flacco is your quarterback. Wow, I feel like we're recording this since like 2014, dude. I saw Joe Flacco play on Sunday and threw a crossbody pass to <laughs> I don't remember who that was. I think it was Elijah Moore. He scored a touchdown. It was, no, it was Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford, excuse me. My boy, Jerome Ford. Love Jerome Ford. Um, crazy, crazy. Couldn't believe what I saw. Tight end position, moving on to the tight ends. Uh, I would go with, and I'm just looking at our options here, Tyler Conklin. New York Jets tight end, roster in 36% at least. No touchdowns this year, although almost 500 yards through the air. Um, 32nd in the league is Houston against tight ends. Um, so I really like the matchup. Got Zach Wilson starting again this week. I think he's going to get a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't. I just, I like Zach Wilson this week, man. I, Houston. Houston's defense is atrocious against the pass. So if you actually have him available too, take a look at him. I don't know if he's available in percentage of leagues. Probably pretty low, though. I would imagine Tyler Conklin, um, easy grab. Thirty-second in the league is is Houston against tight ends and uh, barely rostered in any leagues this year. Defense, I'll give you one to keep an eye on. Um, Green Bay Packers rostered in thirty-one percent of leagues at New York Giants. Tommy DeVito, rookie quarterback. Uh, they've been playing really well, uh, as Trevor mentioned earlier this year, especially on defense. The last three or four weeks, they've uh, one of the top defenses in the NFL. So. And roster in 31% of leagues, good matchup this week. If you stream defenses or you just want to pick up one for the stretch run, uh, Green, Green Bay is the one to go. So they are the one to go. Trevor, you want, are you ready to go to the NFC South to begin our talk this week? Let's do it. Okay, we're going to go. Somebody has to win the NFC South. We mention this every week, and it's definitely true again. It's the two top teams in the NFC South. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Five and seven at the Atlanta Falcons. Two and a half point favorite to Atlanta. 40 and a half over under. Uh, don't look now, but Atlanta is six and six, and they've actually started using Bijan Robinson the way he's supposed to use. Um, but you know, Tampa's scrappy, man. They're not ass. They're kind of scrappy. Not scrappy ass, but uh, you know, somebody's gonna win the NFC South. We say it. Some, somebody's gonna win it. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is a tough one to call. It's an appropriately tight spread uh, because this is. Uh, you know, it, I won't be surprised if the Buccaneers win. Uh, 
I just I can't pick them in this game. The Falcons, like you said, they're using Bijan Robinson the way he's supposed to be used. Uh, they've hit a bit of a stride. Um, yeah, it uh, it's it, this is going to be a sneaky good game. Um, I like the over here. Um, both defenses have playmakers, but uh, but I think both teams are really playing for a chance to to make it to the playoffs, and that's what they're in the. Uh, in the hunt for right now. So, uh, yeah, I like the Falcons to take this one at home. I'm going to take them to beat the spread and I'm going to take the over. Um, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't bet the farm on this one because, uh, the Buccaneers, uh, I would not be shocked if they pulled the upset here. I just can't, uh, can't pick it. Um, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I just think that Atlanta's going to get this passing offense sort of get going this week. Uh, Tampa's fifth worst in the NFL in pass defense, um, fifth worst in FPA, fifth worst in FPA for quarterbacks, for wide receivers and quarterbacks, you should say. And so, look, man, you can call it a get-right game. Um, Desmond Ritter, right, uh, he, needs a, he just needs anything. Uh, and I, I kind of like this, this matchup for him against Tampa, although it is a divisional matchup. It's at home. It's in a dome. It's December. Um, tickets are as low as $36. <laughs> it's going to be a late arriving crowd here, you know. And so um, they got B. John Robinson going. They got, I see they got Drake London kind of involved last couple weeks. So um, I, I don't know why, but, you know, keep an eye on Desmond Ritter. I don't know why. He's going to get a little hot here towards the end of December. And this could be the game, the catalyst to start it all. Moving on. To the Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears, a three and a half point favorite to Detroit, over under forty two and a half. Given the record nine and three, you would think, boy, Detroit, you know, they got to be at least ten point favorites. But um, we we met, we say this every week: divisional matchup, right? Uh, a, NFC North at home, uh, excuse me, on the road, uh, thirty five degrees for a dome team. Like man. Chicago has has been a little bit a little scrappy these last few weeks, and they're going to play at home pretty consistently here towards the end of the year and not a lot to play for, but pride Justin Fields playing for a job. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's always the case. The players are always playing for their jobs, whether they're four and eight or nine and three. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, the bears, they they can really disappoint, uh, a, a team that, that thinks they have it wrapped up. Um, Still working through that myself. Uh, but no, the Lions, uh, on the other side of the ball, the Lions have, uh, they've fallen a, a, a step or two, in my opinion. They're, this could be a get-right game, but, uh, but I, again, I, don't, I, I think it's uh, appropriately close spread. Um, the Lions have looked vulnerable uh, recently, and they're, they're still 9-3. and three. That's a great record at this point in the season, but... Uh, they need to they need to take the Bears very seriously if they're going to get past them with a W. Um, I do think that's what uh, what we'll see. I think the Lions win this one. Uh, I'll take them to beat the three and a half points. But yeah, if, if it was a ten point spread, I I wouldn't I wouldn't feel safe because that's just not the way the Lions have been playing lately. And the Bears the Bears going to have they're streaky, they're scrappy and they're streaky. Um, so yeah, I like the over in this one, uh, lions defense. I don't have near the faith in them that I had at the beginning of the season. So I do think the bears, uh, hang in this one and really make the lions earn it, uh, which is how they've been getting by. 
Uh, so yeah, I, I'll take the Lions to win, but I'm going to take the over. Definitely the over. Look at the last month of the season, man. The Lions uh, secondary. I, I mentioned every week. I don't. I I think since CJ got uh, was that CJ Gardner Johnson got hurt. Um, the line secondary has been pretty suspect. I mean, all season, especially last month, fourth worst in FPA against quarterbacks, fourth worst against FPA against wide receivers. DJ Moore, kind of a must start this week for me. And also, um, Justin Fields, man, I feel like this is his, this is going to be a good matchup for him. Divisional opponent knows him really well playing for his job. DJ Moore, Justin Fields. I, I'm I, feeling an upset. I'm feeling an upset. Yeah. I wouldn't I like mind it. an upset. I wouldn't mind yep, it at all. I like it. Um, but no, I, I definitely like the uh, uh, Fields, uh, DJ Moore. Um, they've they've found a a connection recently, and it's yep. it's potent. Potent. It's potent. All right. Also, what <clears throat> what happened to the Bears defense? The Bears defense. Uh, you look at their their you know season stats. They're they're nothing special. They're downright bad. But recently, the Bears defense has been coming up big in big moments. So. Uh, yeah, the Bears have a chance in this one, absolutely. Young defense, man. They got Montez Sweat, get a little pressure on the quarterback, get a premier pass rusher. Things can turn around, you know? They can. Yeah, I mean, we criticize that move. Um, well, and I think the well, Lions' I mean, key to success is going to be running the football with, uh, with Gibbs and Montgomery. Yeah. Uh, they really need to stick to that formula if they're going to control this game. For sure. Um, yeah, we criticized the move early in the year because they could have gotten without a draft pick. I mean, it is what it is. They paid him. He's been really good. and it, Yeah, I mean, it's changed the dynamic, you know. Indianapolis at the Cincinnati Bengals, a one-and-a-half point favorite. The Cincy over under 43-and-a-half. And here is the backup. Who is the better of the backup bowl, I guess you could say? Uh, is Gardner Minshew better than Jake Browning or vice versa? It 43-and-a-half uh, seems kind of generous here, to be honest with you. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, I, you know. <laughs> I think uh, I think the Bengals have a backup. I like what I'm seeing from Browning. I think he's going to be able to yep. get a lot out of that offense. Obviously, not as much as Joe Burrow, um, but uh, but I I, uh, I I'm pretty confident in taking the Bengals in this game to beat what's basically a push, uh, you know, one and a half point spread. I like the Bengals to take this one. Um. The over/under is tricky because, yeah, the I mean, I think I think the Colts are going to be playing from behind in the second half. They're going to be a little easier to defend. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take the under on that one. I, I like the Bengals to win by seven, uh, but I'm going to take the under there. I think what <clears throat> it's interesting over the last month of the season, if you look at the Cincinnati Bengals defense, fifth worst in the deep in the NFL, dude. Fifth worst defense in the NFL. Uh, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Ninth worst. I looked at the wrong list. Uh, ninth worst, which is interesting uh, because they really haven't been playing back. Uh, they really haven't been playing from a lead a lot. However, they've been. I don't know if they're just giving up a lot of yards and touchdowns, but that's why I kind of like Gardner Mitchell in this this game uh, and Michael Pittman. Um, of course, we like Jake Browning. I mentioned him at the beginning of the, the podcast. You know, we like J- Jamar Chase. Just get him involved. As he says, you know, nobody can guard me. There's an F in, in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting game. Battle of the backups. 43 and a half seems kind of generous. It's going to be, you know, kind of uh, rough weather up there in Cincinnati. Uh, but, you know, it's something to keep an eye on. Um, I, suspect 
defense for Cincinnati. Keep an eye on that. So if you if you got Gardner Minshew, if you want to pick him up, Zach Moss or Michael Pittman or any of those folks. So moving on. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cleveland Browns. Oh, I meant to mention this stat before we move on. I'm sorry, Trevor. This is going to be a theme, but the the AFC there's seven teams in the AFC who are six and six or seven and five. So just thought I'd mention that. It's interesting because there's a lot at stake this week. So the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cleveland Browns, a three-point favorite at Cleveland, over under 32.5. Another backup bowl, man. We get why we get Joe Flacco and C.J. Beathard. Boy, we couldn't be so lucky. Oh, we? my God. It's it's bad. And I and I understand the, the line here because the Browns are at home and the Browns have a better defense. They just do. Um if if you if you consider these backups on even ground, you have to take the Browns to win this game. Um, you know both backups are going to have plenty of weapons around them, but the Browns are just going to get to the quarterback more. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I know that the Jaguars have their uh, defensive line stars. I can't think of their names right now, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I've got to take Cleveland at home as much as I, I hate to see it. I mean, there's, I, I try not to invest too much emotionally, especially in these AFC teams. But I really liked what I saw the Jaguars doing this year. Uh, I thought they had real potential. Um, they're going to have to do whatever they can to hold on to a playoff berth so that they can make the most of it when they get uh, Trevor Lawrence back. But uh, But this week... I'm taking the Browns. I have to. Um, taking the Browns, the over-under, 32-and-a-half. Jesus. Um, yeah, it, it it's still 60 minutes of football, so I'm going to take the over here, but I understand it. Um, two backup quarterbacks, a really good defense for the Browns. Um, yeah, I'll take the Browns to win. Ah, that three point, they might only win by three points. Um, but I'll go ahead and take them to beat the spread. I'm going to take the over, but only because it's so low. Uh, believe, you, you wouldn't believe me if I told you, but Jacksonville hasn't forced a turnover in a month. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And somehow they're eight and four and five and oh on the road. Um, <laughs> that's why I almost kind of like a Joe Flacco start here. I don't know what's up with these secondaries, man. It's really banged up, and I look at Jacksonville, and I think the same thing. Like, eight touchdowns allowed, no interceptions, no forced fumbles, just sacks, just pressure. That's it. But they can't get the ball over to the other side or the other team. It's going to be important they do that in this game just because with a backup quarterback, needs the most chances possible to get in rhythm um, and uh, just any momentum in terms of swinging the, the, uh, you know, the turnstile the other way. So um, I like the Cleveland defense start. And uh, I'll say, given that stat, I, I mentioned Elijah Moore, Mark Cooper, if he's playing. And uh, maybe it's David and Joku. I, I know Joe Flacco loves tight ends. Remember Davis, Dennis Pitta back in the day? Oh, yeah. Um, and there was, an, there was another guy. I, I know he loves some tight ends. I think he'd get involved here. So Carolina at the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans, four-and-a-half-point favorite, over under 37-and-a-half. Uh, we got to mention it because it's it's a, it just is what it is. It's a, it's the NFC South, and somebody has to win it. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we have to watch this game. And um, uh, uh, I got to tell you, I, New Orleans might be the most boring team in the NFL to watch at this point. I don't 
I don't know. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it's a, t it's a tough game to call fantasy-wise, man. I don't know how you'll hit this one, but uh, you take your bat and swing, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to take the Saints to win at home against the Panthers, of course. Um, five and seven, uh, you know, after this, they could be six and seven, depending on how the uh, the other uh, NFC South matchup goes. The Saints could be right back in the hunt for the division championship. Um, somebody's got to win it. Uh, but no, I, I definitely have to take them this week at home. Four and a half points. I'll, I'll take the Saints by a touchdown. Um, gosh, the over-under. Mm. I, I like the Saints' defense. I I am going to take the under on that 35 and a half. I just, I think it's going to be a, uh, a long, hard day for the for the Panther fans. I just don't see them being able to put up a lot of points or or, or even stay very competitive for very long in this game. So, uh, so yeah, there you have it. Saints to win, Saints to beat the spread, and taking the under. I, I don't know who's starting at Carolina for running back this week, but I think Chuba Hubbard or possibly Miles Sanders. Look, man, I, used to, I know you said you like the Saints defense. Um, eighth worst in FPA you know, over the last month. I'll take any Carolina running back in that sense um, just because of that. That's a sneaky fantasy start for me. I feel like they got to get something going on the road. It's in, it's in the dome, so <laughs> you got no, you got no weather to worry about. $14 tickets, Trevor? You try to fly to New Orleans to go see a game? <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Look at all the, the, the NFL must be hurting right now. There's some very low ticket offerings, let me, yeah. let me tell you. Um, yeah, and uh, that's that's just the way I see it. So. Moving on to a surprising spread. We have the Houston Texans on the road at the New York Jets, a three-and-a-half-point favorite to Houston, over under 33-and-a-half. And given the uh, the way Houston has won some of these games, I guess you could say you're not surprised it's close. However, if you have to go toe-to-toe -to -toe against C.J. Stroud uh, in, a, in a point matchup with Zach Wilson because uh, your offense has to do something, I don't not sure I'm confident in saying that this is a this is a three-and-a-half-point line. Houston right so I, I, I think I understand it here you know the Texans uh, their strength is the offense specifically the passing game uh, the Jets their strength is the defense stopping the pass um, <laughs> but like I said earlier in the podcast you know the, the the game goes for 60 minutes and I don't think the Jets can stop uh, CJ all day um, so yeah, I'm going to take the Texans to beat that spread, and I'm going to take the over as well. I think the Texans uh, pull away from the Jets in the uh, maybe even just in the fourth quarter, but uh, but I like a dominant win by Houston by the end of it. I mentioned a uh, not so great Houston defense, seven interceptions in the last month, um, high FPA, um, one of the top but top ten in the league. I think what I said they're terrible, they're not great. Yeah, top five here. So definitely not great. However, Zach Wilson, dude, you know, like, right. I mean, could you get a better option? Can you get a better matchup to get, get to eight and five? You know, to almost guarantee yourself a playoff spot here. I, I just, yeah, man, I'm not into, I'm not into this matchup, especially I love CJ 2K. Like you call them. What'd you call him? CJ 2K? Uh, I just called him CJ. Well, I'm calling him CJ 2K now. I like um, it. It's a, all right. Let's go with it. It's a thing. 
Um, it's a vibe. I, I like that, and uh, I'll take uh, I'll take Houston as well. But keep an eye on the Houston defense if you get a chance to pick them up. I would. So, Los Angeles Rams at the Baltimore Ravens, a seven half point favorite. Baltimore over under thirty nine and a half. Um, <laughs> I, you know, is there a team in, in in the NFL that makes less noise at nine and three than Baltimore? It, it's crazy. I, I, um, I don't know. I'm not sure if anybody knows that they're nine and three. I had to kind of double take when I saw it, but they're they're technically the one seed in the AFC. So, really, pretty okay. wild. Um, yeah, I mean, they're uh, they're definitely going to be uh, missing their star tight end. He's a big part of uh, of how they move down the field in that offense. Um, but uh, but yeah, I like the Ravens to win this one. I think they'll adapt to it just fine. Um, I think the Rams, you know, they're one of those. You know, there's five, six, and six teams in the NFC, so the Rams have a lot to play for, and Matthew Stafford's looking like the good Matthew Stafford again. Took long enough, but but he's starting to look pretty good again. Um, so I think this is going to be a pretty good game. Uh, I like the Rams to cover. I don't think Baltimore wins by more than seven. It might just be a seven-point game, but that still wouldn't beat the spread. Uh, so I'll take the Rams to cover the spread, I still like the Ravens to win this one at home. And I'm going to take the over on the 39 and a half. Uh, the Ravens do have uh, a really good defense. Um, but uh, but the Rams look to be, uh, you know, firing pretty good on offense right now. They've got options. And like I said, Matthew Stafford, he's, uh, you know, he's moving around well again. He's finding the open guy. So I think we have a game here, and I like the over. Uh, yeah, the Rams are stuck in a cloud of mid yeah. NFC, as the kids say, mid, you know, with Minnesota <laughs> and Los Angeles and, as I mentioned, the Rams and Seattle and, my goodness, man, it is, it is Green a, Bay. It is a Green. glut. Green Bay of mid, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're, they, they, I think they have two pretty good defenses here. I don't know how you could really evaluate this on a fantasy basis, but I'll say I, I like Kyron Williams week, week to week and, Matt Stafford, man, played a hell of a game last week through three touchdowns um, yep. against a good defense. Yep. Um, it, it, it's it's probably not surprising that he got hurt last year, got his shoulder kind of fixed, and got a lot of rest, and his just kind of worked his way back into being really good. Um, I don't know. Seven and a half point favorite to Baltimore is wild to me, but Sean McVay with a three good receivers and I don't. I don't, I don't, I'd be afraid if I was playing the Rams this time of the year. That's just me. But moving on to the big matchup of the week, my friend, we have, uh, oh boy, you know, it's kind of crazy how this matchup sort of uh, developed over the last couple of years. And I know you keep saying the Buffalo Bills window is shut. And effectively, if they lose this game, this could be it. But it's Buffalo at Kansas City. It's a one-half point favorite at Kansas City, over under 48 and a half. Um, I gotta tell you, man. There's, <laughs> I don't think you can watch a Chiefs game week to week and not have the refs involved in something. And so I'm right. hoping, for the love of God, there's not, no questionable calls or something that I have to sort of question myself about the outcome. And um, let's just hope we get a clean game, huh? Yeah, that would that? be that would be just <laughs> yeah. that would be an early Christmas present. I'm telling you, mm. um, I can't put my money on it. I will put my money on the Chiefs. Um, I like the Chiefs to win this one at home. Uh, you know, real tough loss in, 
I think they were in Lambeau last last week when they lost that one. Um, so back at home, you know, and like last week they lost a game on the road to another you know open air cold weather team, and now they're at home against another open air cold weather team. Uh, so I, I think uh, I think I'm going to trust in Andy Reid in this one. He's my deciding factor here, and uh, yeah, it, it's you know the, I expect the Bills to to stay competitive, but I like the Chiefs to win this one by at least a field goal. Um, the over under forty eight and a half. I'm going to take the under here. I don't think it quite goes that high. Um, you know, uh, it sounds a little weird to say it, but I just the way that both teams have been playing, I'm it, it's it's hard to believe I'm taking the under on a Bills Chiefs game, but I am I'm taking the under here. It's been uh, what we what was that stat we had a couple weeks ago where Kansas City hadn't scored a uh, like a second half touchdown like four games or something like that? Crazy. Oh, something that is weird. Like that. Yeah, yeah, it was something wild. Um, so I know I get the under man. I just I don't know where the, both these offenses are at. Buffalo is a mess, you know. Yeah, I mean literally a mess. So I I don't know how you can really rely on them to if you're like oh well like that's you know Josh Allen's always like a great core obviously fantasy option, but otherwise it's not it's really not that great. I mean Stephon Diggs of course, but like uh, what what else is there, you know? Um, it's it's pretty wild. Um, so yeah, under and. I'm a little suspect on the offensive production, but we'll probably be wrong. <laughs> you know, given that this this game always sorts of entertains, and Buffalo was, uh, did they put up? What did Buffalo put up? They put up uh, thirty plus their last game against Philly. Yeah, everybody's doing that against Philly these days, though. Hard to say. Now, man. I mean, say. if I really want to put my money on this, I put my money on this game going into double overtime. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably what we'll get. <laughs> It's a it's a thrill. I mean, to get it at two twenty five, you know, on a on a Sunday instead of Sunday night or what have you. Just uh, well, you know, first world problems. So, anyway, the Minnesota Vikings at the Las Vegas Raiders, a three point favorite to Minnesota, over under forty and a half. And officially, um, what uh, Josh Dobbs will be starting this Sunday, and uh, that's great news for Minnesota Vikings fans, right? I mean, I I think so. I mean, it's. <laughs> I, I trust the uh, the decision makers to to get it right, but uh, if you're replacing Josh Dobbs this week, that feels bad. Um, I didn't see anything from Josh Dobbs in the last couple of matchups that really give me a, a ton of confidence in him. But consistency is always better. Uh, so sticking with him, I like it. Uh, they've got Justin Jefferson back officially. He's going to be playing. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson is only one half of the Jefferson Cousins connection, but you got to think he's a he's a wide receiver that either draws stronger coverage or can get open. And uh, if the ball is at all catchable, you trust him to catch it. Um, so right there, I, I give the Vikings offense a little boost. Um, and yeah, I, I like the Vikings to beat the Raiders. Um, they're a little more evenly matched than I than I want to admit, but uh, but I do give an edge to the Vikings, and I think they'll get the win on the road. Uh, over Justin under Jeff- Justin, what's that? He's back this week. Justin Jefferson's back this week. Oh yeah, he's playing. Well, I'll be damned. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah, I, I think that's just one more thing for the uh, 
for the Raiders defense to uh, contend with. Uh, the over-under being 40 and a half, and the way the Vikings will, you know, they've, they've the, the defense has been up and down, and, and it's very matchup dependent, but I think, uh, I, I don't think the Vikings are going to shut the Raiders out by any means, so I'm going to take the over on this 40 and a half. Keep an eye on the uh, the running game for Minnesota, a, um, kind of, just a bad run defense on Vegas's end, and I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they... Really give a lot to you know, they do some P, uh, RPOs, a little, little bit of RPOs. But they gotta, they gotta get Josh Dobbs out of the pocket. Gotta get him rolling. Gotta get him more comfortable. Put him in spots where he can get some open, open guys on the run. Um, and Justin Jefferson's gonna be back. That's gonna open up a lot of running game options. So Alexander Madsen, who's the other guy? Who, uh, who, who else are we looking at from Minnesota running, running wise? Who is his oh, name? Oh man, what is his name? Uh, shoot. Yep. Cam Akers? Is he on Minnesota? No, Cam yeah. Akers is out with a torn ACL. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, well, hold on, keep an eye on, on the Minnesota running game. <laughs> yep. Come back to it. Can circle back around here. Oh, man. Where that's, can I find this? It's a big, big deal this year. Well, let's, uh, yeah, why don't you do that? We'll, we'll talk about the next uh, one. Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler is the Ty guy Chandler. you want to keep a lookout P- for. Yeah. P- PPR hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seattle Seahawks at the. Uh, San Francisco 49ers over under 10.5 to San Francisco. Oh, sorry. Line 10.5 San Francisco over under 46.5. Um, <laughs> look, man. You know, can you get a more dominant team than San Francisco? I mean, geez. They, they go into Philly. They beat the crap out of Philly. I mean, literally. Got in fights. Got into, they bought a security guard from Philadelphia. And uh, anybody expecting them to just lay down against Seattle in a divisional matchup is at home. It's got to be a great. It's a. It, it's a great matchup for for San Francisco here. It really is. No, it is. It is, and you can you can trust the 49ers to win this one. Um, the spread. I mean, this the Seahawks. They. I mean, uh, what is it? Uh, I think DK Metcalf uh, just set the uh, the high mark for top speed by a ball carrier this year on the field. He was running at twenty three miles an hour. Which is insane. Um, yeah. That's that's yeah, Olympic sprinter ahead. speed, you know. Right. Um, right. So uh, so I do like the Seahawks to make it a game, whether or not they can keep it under uh, a ten point spread. That's tricky. Um, yeah, I. I, yeah, it is a division matchup. I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover that 10 points, but I'm going to take the 49ers to win, and I'm going to take I'm going to take the over on this one. Yeah, I know the San Francisco yeah, defense is good, but uh, but I think Seattle gets some right. points. Um, no Talana Hafunga um, after the year for San Francisco. They just sort of see, keep seeming to just plug guys in, man. Regardless, just. Great at drafting, great scheme over there. Um, DK Metcalf, the last three games has been on fire, and Geno Smith, man, pretty good the last couple weeks against a couple good defenses. I, I feel like this is kind of an unfair line, but if you look at the the over under, if it's thirty six to <laughs> ten, I mean, or it's twenty six sixteen or twenty six eighteen, I mean, I don't know. I just you just San Francisco is just so good right now. They caught fire, won five in a row. Good time to be hot. At the end, you know, they say get get good at the end of the year, you know, because it carries into the playoffs, and this is certainly got a good defense. You know, that that momentum carries into it. So they're at, they're getting hot at the right time. 
I just keep an eye on that that uh, DK Metcalf and Brandon Ayuk. Um, great chemistry with Brock Purdy. What long touchdown last week? Fifty-four yards. Uh, week before, another caught another big touchdown pass. Uh, Debo Samuel had three touchdowns. Man, they're getting him involved. It's not a not a team you want to play right now. So, Denver Broncos at the San Diego. Wow, the Los Angeles Chargers of Chargers of, of <laughs> California. The two and a half point favorite to L.A. Over under forty three and a half. I did I just see two and a half point favorite to L.A. Over under forty three and a half. You know Vegas loved Justin Herbert, man. Yeah. They just everybody thinks he has unlimited potential, and then he comes out here and sidearms throws against the, against New England, you know, and they went six nothing. <laughs> um, Denver. I mean, what can you say? Went against yeah. Houston last week, hung in there, just couldn't make every every play possible, and Houston just came up uh, came up big late. So what do we got here? I mean, the so the Broncos and the Chargers. Almost without fail, uh, trade home wins and losses every season. Um, so I, I, I mean, I'm just trying to understand this line myself because I'm a little surprised. Right. Um, I'm going upset here. I like the Broncos on the road to win this one. Um, you know, watching the Broncos recently, really ever since I was in attendance for the Vikings game, uh, they're playing with purpose. Um, they're making a lot fewer mistakes. A uh, lot, lot fewer pre-snap penalties than I saw in the beginning of the season, um, which is to be expected uh, first season under a new head coach. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like the Broncos here. I think they get this. It's going to be a tough divisional matchup, but uh, and I know that their, their records are very similar, but uh, the Chargers look a lot like they've looked all year and the Broncos I feel are, are playing better than their record shows. Uh, so I like the Broncos in an upset this week and uh, 43 and a half. That's tricky. Um, in LA. Yeah. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over. It's going to be nice weather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is ideal weather for Russell Wilson. Probably where he wants to live, to be honest, given Sierra's uh, connection. But, uh, dude, Chargers, 32nd ranked defense. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know? Come on. A, a two-and-a-half-point line to them with a 32nd ranked defense. I mean, Jesus. You know? I'll, I'll take Denver and uh, Russell Wilson to light it up. Um, Javante Williams doesn't get a touchdown this year. Imagine he gets one this week. 32nd oh, ranked would, defense. That would be good. Yeah. Come on, Vegas. Um, but yeah, yeah, taking taking the Broncos here. <laughs> All right, Sunday night football: Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. A three and a half point favorite. Dallas over under fifty one and a half. No Dallas Goddard. Jalen Hurts is banked up. No DeAndre Swift. Yet the line is three and a half to Dallas, who's six and zero at home. And boy, you can't find a better team playing at home than Dallas this year, man. Um, and you will not find a hornier commenter <laughs> commenting duo than what you'll probably see on Sunday night with. Chris Collinsworth, God, just loves Dak Prescott. Um, huh. <laughs> got to hear him. Huh. Him commenting on anything with Mahomes or Prescott, you just might as well put it on uh, put it on mute. That's what and, I was going to um, say. That's that's what Jesus. I'm always. You know, I get a lot of people complaining to me about him, and I'm like, why do you have the volume on? Put on put on one of your vinyls. Put the TV on mute, and just enjoy the game the way you know. You don't need him telling you what you're looking at. Uh, so yeah, I, I just, I never, uh, I never have that guy on, 
Um, this this is uh, one heck of a matchup. It, it's great, uh, great placement on the Sunday night game. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the Cowboys look good. They're playing well. Um, I I like the Eagles in this one. I'm taking another upset right here. Um, I like the Eagles to go into Dallas and win. Uh, really put some separation between them and the Cowboys in the division. Um, stay really competitive for that uh, number one seed. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think we're going to see the Eagles that we saw last week. Uh, so yeah, I like the Eagles to win. Upset. Um, Fifty-one and a half point over under. I'm going to take the over because um, I, I do think it's the Eagles' offense that's going to have to win this one. Um, I, I expect the Cowboys will get 25 points, um, but uh, yeah, I, I like another upset here. I, I, see, I, I'm going against the grain, man. I like Dallas. I like Dallas. I think this Philadelphia secondary is terrible, and um, I don't know. I just feel like Dak Prescott, 26 and six, best quarterback in the NFL over the last month and a half. Uh, <laughs> I, they got to win one against Philly. One of these. These games, one of these years, you know. I don't know how many they did they beat them last year. I don't think they did. I think they swept them last year, right? Philadelphia did. This is did Dallas's they? game to win, man. Six and zero at home. They have, they can't find a better team to play against at home. You can't find a better team. I like Dallas here, and um, I like Dak Prescott fantasy. You got to keep an eye on the tight ends, um, and uh, CD Lamb. They have another receiver there. Oh, uh, Gallup. Yeah. Gallup's a, a legit number two. Keep an eye on him. I think he can make a big play in this game, you know? So, and uh, I swear I'm not doing my best Chris Collinsworth impression right now. It was not <laughs> me <laughs> having high. All right. Doubleheader on Monday Night Football, man. We get lucky at the end of the year here. Uh, Miami uh, at home against Tennessee. 13-point favorite to Miami. Over under 46.5. Well, I just said we get lucky, and then we look at the line. I'm not so sure we're really that lucky. I mean, Miami just beats the crap out of any bad team. And, uh, boy, they put almost 50 on, on Washington last week. It's a pretty easy call here. No yeah, Derrick Henry, the, Will Levis at home, yeah. on the road. Yeah. I mean, I'll take the Dolphins to win at home. Um, I'll, I'll give them at least a 14-point victory, so I'll take them to beat that 13-point spread. Um. 46 and a half, I'll take the over, even if the Dolphins do it on their own. Um, yeah, this this is an ugly game. Uh, I, I'm pretty excited about a, a Monday night doubleheader, but uh, could have had some better matchups here. I, I would have taken Dolphins, Packers, and Titans, Giants. Would have been much better matchups. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I definitely got to take the Dolphins to win, Dolphins to beat the spread, and taking the over. There you go. Yeah, pretty easy call here. Um, Tyreek Kill on pace to get 2,000. Pretty cool. Um, and the other Monday Night Football game, and we got Green Bay at the New York Giants. Four and a half, six and a half point favorite to Green Bay, over under 36 and a half. I just said Dak Prescott, one of the hottest quarterbacks in the last six weeks of the season. You might be able to make that argument for Jordan Lowe over the last three weeks. I mean, my goodness, you know. Um, beat Detroit on Thanksgiving. Big win last week against Kansas City. All of a sudden, um, this receiving core for Green Bay looks pretty legit. Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, um, and they got a cheap quarterback to build around. 
Well, and <laughs> it, it all came together. It's uh, it all came together. It's pretty interesting to me uh, how good this Packers uh, wide receiver core does look because they look good. Um, they they look really balanced too. If you're if you're a defense, there's no like Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase to really focus on. Like these guys are every one of them can can beat you uh, if you're not you know respecting them. Um, and the, the 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 interesting thing to me there is was the you know the the song you heard for years from Rogers. I need weapons. I need weapons. Uh, his first year gone, and there's weapons in in Green Bay. Um, so so just a just a little observation there. Um, I do like the Packers to win this one. Uh, I think it's going to be a little closer. Yeah. So I, I like Tommy DeVito. He's, you know, the Giants are bad. They just are. Um, but uh, Tommy DeVito's style of play uh, at least gives you something fun to watch. Um, makes the makes the Giants feel a little competitive. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I got to take the Packers to win this one. I just don't know if it's going to be closer than the six and a half points. That's... I'm going to take the Giants to cover. I think the Giants lose another heartbreaker. Um, and uh, I think the Packers move on to 7-6, and six, keep the NFC real interesting. Um, but I am going to take the Giants to cover, and I'm going to take the over on the uh, 36.5. Yeah, you know, you should take a look at your uh, like your waiver wire pool here, folks, because uh, I saw Jaden Reed is uh, still available in my league and try to scoop him up. Somebody grabbed him early this week. So um, they got playing running back. They got him playing receiver. He's very versatile. Um, seven touchdowns in the year for him. Pretty crazy for a rookie. Very versatile player. I, w- I would keep an eye on him. I say, think I've said it the last two or three weeks, but really pick him up. He might be a nice flex against New York this week. They don't got much on defense to really worry about. And uh, yeah, dude, Green Bay going to seven and six and clearing out the mid, clear out the mid for the love of God, you know, no more <laughs> glut, Jesus! You know, unclog that uh, that drain. Yeah, we don't want to see it anymore. So, all right, my friend. Well, that's all we got for week fourteen. Do you have anything to say before uh, we kind of run here? Oh, it's just that it's uh, it's it's that time of year where every every week, every day feels busier than the than the last, and busier than you expect it to be. So, you know, just remember to. Uh, prioritize watching football. It's more important than your job or your career. It's more important than family and friends. And uh, you owe it to yourself to tune in to as many of these games as you can. Good week, man. Good week. Good looking week. A lot of playoff implications as we get close to the end of the season. It's going to get nicer and nicer. Um, obviously, there's a lot of teams out. There's a lot of quarterbacks injured. We said, that could this be a lost year? I was being facetious. However, um, I mean, it's disappointing. That doesn't mean there's not any implications. There's not any fun games. Uh, you know, I would be honest before we jump off. That was probably the most uh, over-unders I've seen. Or, yes, the most over-unders I've seen close to the 30-point mark ever. Oh, there are a lot of low years. ones this week. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know that if that's a state of with the... with uh, how many backup quarterbacks we're looking at? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> can't be. Can't be. 
You know, I mean, there's implications with all these injuries, and that's certainly one of them. I wonder how the NFL will respond in the offseason if it's just one of those things where they increase certain things, they start telling you you can't hit them at certain points. I, I would. I, this is something to keep on now. You know, we, we talk about the over-unders as far as what we make predictions, but they're indicators of what the NFL is going to make, that uh, what they're going to do. Because if we know anything, um, look, man, uh, the NFL is basically driven by betting these days. You know, it's just the way it is. So if it affects the bets, it's going to affect the money in their pockets. It's going to affect Vegas. There's people from all over the place as influence. Not that I'm saying I'm a conspiracy person or anything, but that's true. Um, just keep an eye on it. <laughs> it. It could really mess some things up, unfortunately. Um, or not. Maybe it'll make it better. I, I don't know. You know? So, anyway, moving on. We'll see you next week for week 15. Um, in the meantime, feel free to like, subscribe, give a comment, all these sorts of things that make this this podcast spreadable and get some more earwaxes out there. Uh, in the meantime, we'll continue to deliver content. Until then, we're out.